See, we didn't lie to you because here is part two of We Are Lied To. Enjoy. Sometimes you ask me, uh, have you gotten this podcast done? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, oh, I'll start working on it, mm -hmm. right? So when I say that, oftentimes the truth is I have been working on it. I started for about five seconds, then I quit because I was having some issue with something else. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to it, then I started working on it, blah, 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 and kind of went back and forth. And maybe I have like five minutes done. Mm -hmm. And, but then it's like, I just kind of stopped working out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's been back and forth. Maybe I had all these computer issues and stuff because that's usually what happens. Some sort of technical issue or can't get the audio quite right. And I spent like 45 minutes trying to get it right. I'm exaggerating there, but... Instead of telling you, oh, I started working on it and then I kind of stopped, had some issues, blah, blah, blah. I just tell you, oh, yeah, I'll get that done. But I think you and I have a shorthand that, you know, I'm not being I'm not trying to to lord over you in any way and be like, this thing needs to be done. I'm just checking in to see if you need assistance or if there's any sort of an issue I need to know about or anything like that. I'm just checking in and your response is just being like, yeah, it's under control. Like, that's how I take that conversation, regardless of the words we use. Mm -hmm. That's how it comes across to me. And I always hope that it comes across similar to you and that it's you don't feel like I'm trying to 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 be like, you need to get this done. And rather, I'm just like, do we have issues? Is there anything I need to do? Yeah. Yeah. Th that's the context I always usually have. Like, it doesn't really matter what I say. Mm -hmm. You're mostly just checking to see, like, sometimes it's little reminders, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like, like, like. Remember, it's going to be part two. You don't say, remember, it's going to be part two of this episode. You know, I may start <laughs> being like, so we're releasing part two today, right? Not part one of a different topic. <laughs> okay, so, so. All right, publicly clear the air, Nate. So, so first, I'm going to bring up one other thing. Then we'll clear the air because I, I can't just go directly to this. So we had a Christmas episode, which was, which, which was the Jesus episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve messaged me about two times like oh yeah so I'm ready for this Jesus episode and then he messaged me another time saying something to the effect of so it's gonna be the Jesus episode coming out for Christmas right and so that the subtext was there is like I know things are busy you're you have a lot of episodes in the tank so just make sure you do the Jesus one not some other one because you know I, I wouldn't expect you to go back and edit another one if you already have one already done mm -hmm. right so the, the there was also the subtext that we recorded uh july 4th episode back in like january and then you released it that week and i was like that was supposed to go in july and you're releasing it in january it makes no sense uh, so so there was a little bit we've done that so many times though where not thinking about it we're like this would be a great episode for this day yeah and yeah. then we release it on a different day altogether that's that's true so it's like a multi-fold subtext there mm -hmm. but you're not being like hounding about it or anything it, it's more just a reminder, which is a reminder is good. It's a very soft reminder because it's like uh, I forget things. And also the issue is I've been trying to organize my files on here. And it's such a bitch because when I organize my files, all of a sudden, like my history for Studio One, which is the editor I use, it's all fucked up. It's mm -hmm. none of it works. And so I actually don't know which episode I'm actually looking at or which, you know, where where I am. You should, you should make a text document on the side that has them like numbered out or whatever. That would be a good idea. And then switch them over to finished when you're done. Just have two columns. But anyway, that's just how I do things in my phone, which is really, really crazy. But you're way better than you used to be when you used to slam on your keyboard to name files and then save it as whatever you mashed in instead of actually typing something out. Did I do that? Yes, Nathan. You did that for the very beginning of when you had a computer for like years. You would just 
hit a bunch of buttons. So you would have a million things labeled JKL uh, semicolon. Like you would, you would have a ton of stuff that was just nothing. And you're like, I can't find anything. Like, look, look at your labeling system. See, I want to tell you that you're wrong, but it really sounds like something <laughs> I would do. So I, I can't, I can't tell you that you're not right. That I remember that. If it wasn't you, it was somebody else. But it, I'm pretty sure it was you. It was definitely me. It sounds sounds like <laughs> it sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the issue I have with organization in general is, I go between these spurts of getting extremely organized and just going like way too anal with every little thing, mm-hmm. to just yeah, just slamming on the keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was a long period of that. So just to, to clear the air, we released Masks Episode 1, and then the next week we released Internet Stories Episode 1. Um, so we'll go to Masks Episode 2 and then Internet Stories Episode 2 coming up. It was just a, just a little teaser. We wanted to get you on two trains of thought. <laughs> Meter came in today. He's like, so uh, what happened to Mass Part 2? It's just like, uh, well, you see, I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot it existed. And uh, Is it already edited too? Uh, n- no. No, okay. No, well, it, no, I mean, the first part's edited, but the second part. Uh, <laughs> so, so again, I've been, it's like I re, I've been trying to organize all the old files. And so the history only shows up to like 20 entries. So all the history is like all the old files I was going through, mm. not the new ones. So I forgot that was even in there. Mm-hmm. So it's in my, on my hard drive somewhere. Uh, I had to consolidate a lot of space. But, but it, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't lie about that uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, I could say, I think lying about it would be saying, oh, I thought it'd be better to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, part one. Like of, I had a logical reason for doing it. And the truth is, you just forgot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's bad, but... Uh, I think after 130-something episodes, it's completely reasonable. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Sometimes there's reasons which are hard to convey. Like, uh, let's say I was going to go check out this restaurant somewhere, right? Right. And let's say I was going to do it uh, today, right? And then you asked me tonight, uh, so, Nate, did you check out that restaurant? And I might just tell you, no, I didn't. But maybe the truth is, I went to go check it out. I got there. I forgot my wallet. So I went back home. I got my wallet. But then I realized the prices were kind of expensive there. So then I was about to buy something. But then I thought, oh, no, actually, there's the restaurant right there, which is a little bit cheaper, and I can afford that more. So I actually went there instead. So I could tell you all that, but you don't want to hear that. You just want to know if I went to the restaurant. I definitely want to hear that. You want to hear that? Yeah. I mean, even if you just said, I was going to, but decided to go somewhere else. But regardless, I think no isn't untrue. I don't think that's a lie. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. It's just omitting the all the details that could skew that to be to say kinda. Like you could say kinda, but like that's not a real answer. Then you have to explain. I, I don't think that's that's necessarily a lie either. <sighs> okay, but here's a lie. Unless there's a unless there's an underlying reason for saying no, like. Like if you went there, but you saw like that, like you saw my girlfriend kissing another guy there. So you left. So you, cause you were uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you don't want to tell me that that's the reason. So you just say, no, I didn't go. Yeah. That's yeah. a lie because yeah. you're, you're purposefully leaving out something really important mm-hmm. in an attempt to not have to talk about it versus no, because the real story is boring and stupid. Yeah, and the reason why is kind of like not important. Whereas exactly. the reason why is important to the other aspect. Exactly. Um, here's here's one lie I have. So, 
this also goes into context as well because everything all the lies that we have which are justifiable let's say have a good context to them it's like the broader question you're answering yeah drugs so uh me and my girlfriend were uh were getting hot and heavy with each other and Ooh, pizza okay I, I was uh wearing one of my shirts i, I like this shirt a lot and you know so we're on the bed and you know kind of taking her clothing off and you know take off her underwear so my shirt on and then blah 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 blah. and then about like uh two minutes later she's like oh i'm on my period Mm -hmm. which okay that's fine that's fine but uh the shirt had some white spots on it i mean it it was like a striped shirt with with white stripes and the blood got on to stripes like Mm -hmm. i don't know how it happened exactly but that shirt's ruined essentially so she's like oh i'm so sorry and so what did i say it's not a big deal it's okay it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal Mm -hmm. i'm still mad about that shirt Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not mad mad at the situation but it's like i I played it off and i'm Mm -hmm. still playing it off but i'm kind of like that shirt Mm -hmm. i I still have it in my closet just in case there's a way to bring it back (laughs) but it's like fuck i think you need a doctor for that they handle blood right so, oh, what if you get a vampire to suck the blood off the shirt? Is that how that works? I think that's how that works. Oh. That's vampire logic. I think I think there's a, a couple layers to this. I think that the reason for saying it's no big deal is obviously because you don't want her to feel bad. Um, and you don't want to make things weird. Um, and you're not, you know you're not really mad at her. You're just mad in general about the shirt being ruined. But I think that by saying it's no big deal, it actually makes things worse because it forces you to take the burden of everything that you're feeling instead of being honest about what you're feeling. And in taking that burden, subliminally, you feel she's not taking her share of the burden and you can often feel resentful because of that. I think to say... um. It's, it's no, like, it's, it's okay. I know you didn't, I know that that was an oversight and like not an intention. I am mad about the shirt though. Like I love this shirt would diffuse a lot of that, be honest and also not put the blame without having to have that possibility of feeling resentment later. Like you're still mad about the shirt Mm. and you probably would still be mad about the shirt, but I feel you, there would be less. Uh, chance of resentment in explaining what I am mad about the shirt. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a because of her. It's just it's the situation. It is what it is. Yeah, to the degree that she is culpable, I'm equally culpable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's more mad at the situation. Now I could come up with an argument saying that she should have warned me that mm-hmm. she was on a period before we started getting you know kind of yeah. to that point. Because uh, like. I think before you take the pants off is when you should like, like the point right before you take the pants off is when she should say I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. So there's an argument there, but again, yeah, but I mean, it's there's a good chance that she was into it and wasn't thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a normal thing for a woman to be on her period. So why would you even think about that until it became like, oh shit, I just remembered. Like, I need to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the difficulty with the situation. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that you should still express that you're angry or annoyed, fucking livid about the shirt. But uh, hey, that's just buy another shirt, bro. 
It's, I don't know if I can find that shirt Nate, itself. It, you, the internet exists. You can find that shirt. Just buy another shirt and stop being resentful. I'm very, being very resentful right I know. now. And sometimes it's, it feels, it's, it's fucked, but it feels good to be mad about something and to like, to hold on to things like that. But it's just, it's not, it's not good. No, it's not good. And it's not good. That I still have the shirt in my closet. <laughs> I think that's not helping the situation. You're, just take a picture of it and hang the picture in the closet. <laughs> I mean, this is. The whole metaphor about something keeping things in your closet, it's very true. It's super literal. <laughs> super literal in this case. <laughs> I think that so imagine this, right? So you tell her that you're frustrated about it and like then you guys move on and it's nothing. And she's sweet and she goes out of her way and finds that shirt and buys it for you and gives it to you. Mm-hmm. Now you've created an opportunity for somebody else to think of you in a different way and to to show how much they care about you, where if you don't share your emotions, then they're you're not they're not able to take that step to show that they care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you could have a free shirt, Nate, if you were honest. See, see th- this is the yeah. You're making a great point. If you're honest, <laughs> you can get free shirts. That's my point. It won't be the same shirt though. It will be, Nate. It's it's you know what? You're right. It will never be the same shirt. It would be a better shirt. Hmm. Because there would be a story behind that shirt. Instead of just being a shirt you like, it's a shirt you like that also has a story behind it. Now, speaking it's a of, better shirt. Just a little bit of a side tangent, but there's one time I did something good that I felt good about. I was like, oh man, I'm such a good son. Like, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. Oh, he's literally... Both hands. <laughs> both hands. So my dad had this cup, and it was his coffee cup. And okay. when driving to work in the morning, he couldn't drive at the, this point, Uh he would always have this cup, and it was like an American Eagle cup. It's, I mean, it, it sounds really trashy, but it's actually a very classy cup, to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one morning, we're getting ready for work, and uh, he gets in the car, and then something happens, and he drops it, and it shatters all over the place. And so he's like, fuck, I really like that cup. And he's kind of bit distraught. And Father's Day was coming up, and so what I did is I went online, and I did a lot of searching, and I found that exact same cup and got him that cup for Christmas, mm-hmm. or Father's Day, or... Uh, his birthday. Father's Christmas. Yeah, whatever thing it was that 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 day, but uh, it really made his day because it's the same exact cup. Which is why, if she got me the same exact shirt, I'd be okay. Exactly. Yeah. But you took that opportunity away, and you also took the opportunity to have a real emotional connection and be like, "This is what I'm feeling," and you know what? It's maybe you do convey some of that negative emotion. Maybe she does feel that because she empathizes and she cares about you. Mm-hmm. And like that sucks to put negative emotions on somebody else. But I think that's part of being in a relationship is you're sharing moments and emotions and it makes the human experience so much better. Like it's awesome to share a positive emotion with somebody, but it's arguably even more awesome to share a negative emotion and to be able to take some of that burden off yourself and to share it together. And I bet if she cares about you, she would want to share that negative emotion with you mm-hmm. just as much as a positive emotion. See, where it's tough there, though, is like going back to communication issues. Sometimes in sharing that negative emotion, there's a, miscommunic- there's a miscommunication there. Because it, it's it's something that I think you have to talk about explicitly. Like, like if I was to bring up the shirt in that instance, I would say... I'm really pissed off about the shirt. It's nothing you did. I mean, okay, yeah, you had your period, and yeah, it was your period, but that did it. 
God, I'm sounding like really resentful right now. <laughs> I think this is on par with point dancing right now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But so, but I know it's nothing that you're responsible for. But I'm just having these emotions. This is not in context to you, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just need to get these emotions out. Mm. So, so I think putting in that context, like so, I think that's even above and beyond. Like I think, I think other empathetic human beings that care about each other get get that and um you know i'm sure uh i'm gonna make assumptions but i'm i'm confident that she would feel guilty and i think that you you don't want her to feel guilty but you do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you you don't want her to have to feel that but you think she deserves that in a super like subliminal like you don't it's not it's super subconscious but taking that right away from her to understand your emotions and feel whatever she's going to feel, I think you're putting those on yourself. And it, I think it, dri- it will slowly, if repeated, drive a wedge between two people. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think the wanting to her to feel guilty, like subliminally, is definitely true. Because mm. I want her to ruminate on that, whether I'm mad about the shirt or not. <laughs> ah, see, and that I think is a result of holding on to the anger is that it builds and it becomes ugly and anger doesn't have to be ugly it can be mm-hmm. natural and in the moment and it can die naturally and in the moment it's one of my favorite uh quotes from a movie of all time and i don't know the quote but i'm going to give you the gist of it is the end of american beauty um he says that uh when that he used to feel so much pressure and ang- and anguish from holding on to emotions and trying to to recreate them and to feel them and to really feel them but when he finally let go and just let emotions pass through him and ride them that's when he actually started feeling appropriately that's when he started actually being being able to to exist and not feel negative all the time you the positive it's hard to let the positive stuff go through and it's equally hard to let the the negative stuff just go through but I think that's that when you have a partner, that's the beauty of that is you can share it together and kind of move past it together. It goes into like mindfulness because a lot of mindfulness practices, if you're having an emotion, don't try to just like throw it off or kind of not experience it. But actually just just be with it. If you're angry, if you're mad or if you're this or that, just, just kind of like accept it and just kind of go with it. Like, And I actually have a song that I wrote a while ago. It's called uh, Hold On. Uh, you might remember the song because I think you you liked the uh, at least part of the song. You remember the song at all? Um, I can't say I do, but go on. You've written a lot of stuff. I actually was recently listening to a lot of your old stuff, mm. um, so I probably listened to it like within the last week. And don't just my memory's not very good. So the, the song is kind of like a message to myself about holding on to like when something good happens, like holding on to that feeling and just kind of just going with it, just like because. The issue I have is I'm very negative focused and if something bad happens, like I can ruminate on that for a while, but if something good happens, like I instantly kind of dismiss it. If I feel happy for a moment, I'm not like reveling in that happiness. I'm just kind of like, you know, this is just an emotional kind of chemical reaction in my brain and uh, doesn't mean much of anything because I'm not going to be happy like tomorrow. I mean, there's no reason to like, you know, extend this state, you know, it's just kind of what's happening. Like I'm not really in with it. Now, most people, if they get like a, like a hit of happiness they kind of like hold on to that and it kind of affects them for the whole day now they get negativeness they want to they just kind of ignore it right they kind of shrub it off like 
that tends to be more of the case, I think. But for me, it's like positive emotions. And it's kind of like, eh, get away. Mm-hmm. So that song was more about kind of being in the moment and kind of being with it, which is kind of, I think, being more honest to yourself as well. It's not lying to yourself because for me, it's just to be like, say, like, yeah, this is an emotional state I'm feeling, but that's not how I actually am. It's kind of lying to myself because I am kind of what my emotion is. Maybe I'm not thinking up with that right at the second. But maybe I should be thinking up with that. Maybe it's something that is saying something about myself and my current emotional state. Mm. And I, I think kind of lying to yourself in that kind of way, saying, "I like there are these emotions and feelings here, but I'm not actually this." That, that's kind of lying because you are actually that. Maybe it's not the whole you, but it's part of you. In the mm. same kind of way, opening up to my girlfriend about my shirt might be the best option. Jeez, man, you're like way more bitter than I even thought you were. Like. This is really bad. I'm really glad you brought this up so we can talk about it. I, I, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought. Wait, are you wearing that shirt right now? No. no. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why you're laughing hysterically. I think it's all of the anger and like your own realization. But, um, I'm glad you brought up lying to yourself because that's where, where I was going to go with it too. But I know I feel I feel guilty just because of emotions I'm feeling sometimes. And I, I'm trying my hardest to shed that reaction, that initial reaction of feeling guilty when I'm uh, happy. I feel guilty that I feel happy and uh, there are other people who don't. Or when I'm mad, I feel guilty that I'm mad at somebody or something. It's like, well, it's not, it's not their fault. Or, um, or if I'm jealous, like I have no right to be jealous of, this situation or that person, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't make sense to be guilt, feel guilty for emotions. Like you just need to, to feel them, let them have their place so that they can move on. And if you don't let them have their place, they don't move on. Rather they grow, um, particularly with negative emotions and resentment. And it's really hard to, to overcome that. You have to consciously realize by doing X, it caused resentment and I need, it's not that person's fault to the degree that it is now in my head. Maybe it's their fault. Maybe somebody really did wrong you, but if you let it fester, then the wrong is going to seem so much larger than it really is. And then you may end up snapping at them for something tiny because you held on to all these other things. Mm-hmm. You kind of compound them all together. It's not fair to the other person or to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't really touch on this earlier, but um, how do you feel when someone like lies to you? Not in this kind of like you know white lie type of way, but the kind of blatant way you're talking about initially. Mm-hmm. Like, like what's your experience? Like, can you give like an experience and or anything like that? Uh, I don't know that I can give an experience. Um, I know that all my trust with them is gone immediately, and I there I no longer have any interest in having a relationship with them in any manner. Um, it's, it's like real, real bad and real hard shut off there. Um, in, especially if the method I find out about their lie is not from them. If I find out from them, uh, it's much more reasonable because then I know that there's, there's guilt and there's the person actually doesn't intend to do this for the long term. But if I find out from somebody else and it's like, I don't, why, why should I trust anything you say anymore? 
you don't even feel bad about the fact that you were blatantly lying. Um, so I, I guess it depends on the method that I find out about the lie. So lying is always something that needs to be addressed, but if the person addresses addresses themselves, it kind of softens the blow, mm-hmm. or it shows that the person realized it realizes they made a mistake. I have an example of that. I was um, I asked out this girl once that I was working with, and um, my dad was our boss. And she at one point asked me um, just casually while we were like hanging out on lunch break, how much do you make anyway? And I didn't feel comfortable answering that. So I said, I don't know. I don't even look at my paychecks, which I mean, that's an obvious that's obviously pretty much a lie. Mm. And at the end of the day, probably three hours later, I went to her before we punched out and I was like, listen, I just wanted to to kind of explain something like you asked me earlier how much I make. And I honestly, I don't feel comfortable answering that. I don't think we know each other well enough to talk about something like that. I don't think it's appropriate. Obviously I know how much I make and I, I apologize for lying to you. I think that is more acceptable because I was caught in a moment and lying was a knee jerk reaction, but I quickly realized that lying wasn't the right reaction and corrected it and apologized for the actions that I took. Mm-hmm. I think that is arguably a better show of character than if you're just blatantly if you're just blatantly honest all the time, if you're able to realize when you're lying and and correct it and take action to not lie to people um in in, in situations like that. Mhm. Mhm. See, see, I I would defend your, you know, I'm going to do air quotes, lie there. Because I think what you're communicating with that, again, this is subtext, is uh, I'm not really willing to talk about this, which is what you kind of communicate with that. But I I think the issue is that you're communicating extra on top of that, which was not intended. Like that you don't care about how much you make and that you actually don't know how much you make. Whereas a more straightforward response would have been better. Mm Because what you needed to do there was establish a boundary but instead you kind of just made like played it off like a joke. Yeah. My, I, I lied. There's no question in my mind about that. And I, I lied as a reaction in an attempt to subvert the question altogether. I, I don't disagree that the, the intention was to, to, to avoid the question, but the bottom line is the words I used were, I don't know. And that wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. I think that, just because you think that the way you're saying something conveys it one way mm. isn't necessarily accurate. And it brings me back to to one of the first things you brought up that if a wife says, and this is a trope and probably never even happens, doesn't happen that much anymore, but does this dress make me look fat? And your response is, that's not really what she's asking. She's asking this and this should be the response, even though it's a lie. You both know it's a lie. It's presumed that way. And I, I just don't think that that, I think that's such a superficial way to to look at that question that I would hope in my relationship, if I was to the point of marriage with somebody and they asked me a question, that I would be able to be honest and that it would not negatively affect our relationship because what we both expect is for each other to be honest. I think there's a difference between being honest and being a douchebag. <laughs> if you're like, it makes you look 400 pounds, like you don't need to fucking say that. 
You can say, I liked, I like this other dress better or something like that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not even the quote unquote right response. But I think if you're being honest, honesty is always the right response. Unless it's your grandmother asking if you do drugs and then you lie until she's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's more places we can go with this because I did just, just one more. I did like your answer though of, it makes you look beautiful because I think that if that's honestly how you feel, then that should be the answer. But I don't think that should be the answer if it's not really how you feel because your wife is trusting you and asking you if she is accept- she is an acceptable state to go out. And if she's not, like, you should tell her. You wouldn't want her to tell you you look great if you look like a garbage bag. I, I think that should go both ways. Yeah, yeah. But what the fuck do I know? Uh, okay, I have two quick stories that we could probably wrap this up. <laughs> okay. So first story is with the first girl I dated, like, uh, she would ask me all the time. She was very insecure. She asked me, oh, do I look beautiful or how do I look? Usually how do I look, not do I look beautiful, but that was a subtext. Uh, like, essentially just ask, asking for reassurance constantly, which, okay, wh- whatever. Like, I, I, I told her, like, at some point. So there's two options we can do here. I'm fine with either option. I can have option A where I tell you the truth and I'll tell you how at, how you actually look. Or option two is I, I can lie to you, right? So I can tell you that you're beautiful no matter what. I can tell you you're cute no matter what. So option A, if I say you're you're cute and you're beautiful and you, you can just trust me, right? If you ask me, is that how you really feel? I'm going to say yes and you can trust my answer there. Option two is, you know, I'll lie to you. And if you want me to lie to you, I will do that. I can consent to that, you know, whatever. But just just, just know that I might be lying to you. So she, she would ask me a lot. And usually I'd say, babe, you're so cute. Babe, yes, you're beautiful. Yes. like, And I was being honest. Now, there's one time uh, you were, I don't think you were there for this one. But uh, why uh, am I always involved in your bad stories? <laughs> so it's like we were... It's a Super Bowl thing. Okay, yeah. But it's the year that you weren't there. But uh, Perfect. Anyway, so, so we got back from that, and we're kind of like sitting in the church. And at Super Bowl, for anyone who's not aware, is like some sort of Christian event where you go to like a hockey game and have events. It's an all-nighter. So you, essentially, it was like uh, 6 a.m. after a super long night, and we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for our rides. And it's me and my girlfriend is kind of in this place. And she asked me, how do I look? And I'm like, really tired. Okay. Yep. And, and she got kind of, she wasn't like offended. She's like, oh, thanks. You make me feel really good about myself right now. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we had this discussion. If you want me to lie to you, I will. But then I will just start lying to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like about this. If you want me to be honest and you want to know how I actually feel, then, you know, I have to be honest. If you don't want me to lie to you, then tell me to lie to you. I'm not going to make this you know, on the fly decision about whether it's in your best interest for me to mm-hmm. lie to you in this instance or not. Like, Let's be consistent. I think you are not seeing option C. Option C? Option A is you always tell her the truth. Option B is you always tell her you look beautiful. I think that if you're going to get to the point where you understand the subtext of what she's really asking and you understand that she has insecurities, that she doesn't feel attractive enough, that option C is that when the moment strikes you that you look at her and you're like, wow, she's really pretty, you fucking tell her. And you don't wait for her to ask you 
you go out of your way to tell her that she's beautiful. Then it's not you being prompted in a moment. Then it's the moment telling you that she's beautiful and she gets that reassurance without having to ask for it. I think you forcing her to ask for it made everything that you said seem disingenuous so in and of itself. I'm going to disagree with, with this instance because I told her she was beautiful all the time. Mm-hmm. She, she was just very insecure and just compliment fishing all the time, mm-hmm. which, you know, that that's just kind of how I accepted her as a person. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I gave her compliments all the time to make her feel good. I know she had depression and these other issues, so blah, 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 blah. But it, it's it's like if she was fishing for a compliment, you know, that, that was the deal I made with her. And... You could say, like you're saying, maybe I should go out of my way and call her beautiful every five seconds. Nope, nope, not having it. it it's it's we're teenagers too, so mm-hmm. with teenagers, it just gets really dumb because she would say stuff like "I love you," and it's like "I love you back," "I love you too," and then like ten seconds later, "I love you," "I mm-hmm. love you too." Like there's only so much you can say that because she just is constantly seeking this reassurance, and it was on a dysfunctional kind of level. Uh, so no, I, I, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I am going to disagree, but at the same time, well, it sounds like you do agree with the concept. Yeah. I, I agree with the concept. You just don't think it would apply in this given situation. N- no. Because of her personality. No. Is no matter how many times you said it, she would still ask the question. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Y- yeah. Yeah. Cause here it doesn't matter how many times you tell her she's beautiful. She's still going to ask you about six times, like within the next minute. Mm-hmm. So no, no, not not applicative to that uh, that person. Uh, so, so another story I had, and then we can probably wrap it up here, is. So I was working at a coffee shop. Uh, I wasn't the manager at this point, and and was kind of positioning the donuts, kind of getting things clean and ready and stuff. Is that a euphemism? Positioning the donuts? No, no. You gotta like do the donut case. You gotta make it look nice mm-hmm. and sellable. And so there was two girls that worked there. They're both sisters. One was the assistant manager and one was the uh, just just a worker. And they both had kids, but uh, one had a, had a son. Uh, let's call her Carrie. And the other had a daughter. Let's call her, her Haley. So we're just kind of talking and stuff. And uh, uh, I'm talking to Carrie and Haley's kind of in the area. And I'm like, Carrie, in my opinion, has a very cute kid. Like, her, her, like I don't find kids attract... Okay. <laughs> yep. Start that one again. I don't find kids cute. This word. Sure. <laughs> What's well, straight up my kids it's attractive? Not attractive. I, I usually don't find. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't find kids cute in general. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to two straight white men. Try not to sound like pedophiles. This is episode number one. So, don't find kids cute. So I usually don't find kids cute or like like people like see babies and like, oh my God, that baby's so cute. Or that kid's so cute. I'm never usually like that. Mm-hmm. But she had a kid where it's like, oh my God, this kid's adorable. Like mm-hmm. very cute kid. So I tell her, Carrie, Jack, it's so like cute. And she goes, oh, thank you. And then Haley just kind of, kind of peeks around the corner. What do you think about uh, my daughter? Uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait. Nate, you, you don't think Claire's cute? Um, you, oh my God, you don't think Claire's cute? Mm-hmm. And then Carrie's like, Nate, you don't think Claire's cute? 
And then she got super pissed at me. Because mm-hmm. well, I wasn't going to say yes. I don't think she's cute because she's not. She's really not cute. Mm-hmm. But are there any aspects of her that are cute? No. That like you're like, well, in some ways. No, no, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it was literally a dog and I, not a cute one. So, so I, I, you're, I'm not going to lie here. The kid's mm-hmm. not cute, right? Okay. I mean, you could always say maybe there's some aspect of cuteness. But if you ask, do I find this thing cute? No, no, th- th- this is not a cute baby mm-hmm. or a cute, I don't know if she was at the time, toddler or whatever. And I wasn't able to say that because that's very rude, but I couldn't come up with a pause, like as this caught off guard. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then my, you know, my answer was obviously implied. She got super pissed at me. And this is what I was told by Shannon. Because Shannon yeah. learned about this. Shannon's been on the podcast. Shannon should come back on the podcast. Shannon, this is an open call. You need to come back on the show. We miss you. But what she said is, if you're asked if a baby's cute and you don't find baby the baby cute, you say all babies are cute, mm-hmm. right? You'd go to a general statement that you can't disagree with. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nate, do you find Claire cute? All kids are cute, Haley. Of course. See, saying of course. Okay, at okay, the yeah, end of course, okay. ruins you. Yeah, right, right. So I, I realized that as soon as I said it. But so by yeah. doing that, you're lying. So you are couching it into a a more That's a polite. lot of words you're using to say the word lying. <laughs> you are kind of being polite. You're you're subtly communicating that you don't find the kid cute. A lie of politeness. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more like the subtext, right? The subtext can be understood mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, Claire's plenty cute, but... Uh, yeah. Okay, no, see, that's lying. <laughs> see? You know what she is inferring. Mm-hmm. And you're implying something, but you're not actually saying it. You're lying without having to say you're lying. But it's it's a lie. Like that's the bottom line is you're saying something with the direct intention of miscommunicating to save her feelings. That is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to lie here. Uh, when people ask me if their kids are cute, uh, I don't go with the all babies are cute thing. I say, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I lie now, uh, okay. which I'm going to be very honest about. Mm-hmm. I think I was using that line. At, at, and then at some point, I started using the line for like being a manager. Mm-hmm. People would be asking me, oh, what do you think of this person? And say, I love... All babies are cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'd say, I love all my employees. Uh-huh. And th- th- then I thought it was going to work this one time. <laughs> the first time I used it, I thought it was like a great line. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I know what you mean by that. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> This line does not work. It doesn't work because people aren't stupid. They are, but they're not. I think if they want to believe the lie, they'll believe it. And if they don't want, if they don't want you to lie, then they won't believe it. And but but then I started using that line to like as a joke, like mm-hmm. oh, so what do you think of uh, you know Jeremy? All love Jeremy's all my- are cute. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I love all my Jeremys. I love all my employees. Right, and so then I started being funny with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, like because then they get a laugh out of it. Uh-huh. But the first time I used the word, the, the line, I, it was serious, and it, it was like it didn't come across. I was like, fuck, I wasn't trying to, you know, diss this person. It's interesting that polite lies are so ingrained in our culture that people recognize when not answering a question is because you don't want to answer the question, and I think that that's uh, it, it's lying is the bottom line. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but it is what it is. 
it's a very American thing because like we're talking about in our language episode with Chelsea way back, other cultures don't do that. Like if you go to places like Nordic culture, like they're very blunt with their language. Like they don't just like, they don't skirt around the issue. Like I think Polish is one of the most rude languages. I mean, not, not rude as in like negative, but they're very direct. Like they, they, if they have a question, or they want to make a statement, they don't couch it in all these kind of like polite little terms. Like, hey, maybe can you do this? They say, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. Like this, get right to it. And there's actually a theory there, which is something like uh, making polite statements is just not very natural to the Polish language. And so people don't do it because it's just a hassle to you know make polite statements. It doesn't really fit with how they communicate. So they don't. Whereas with English... English is just naturally lends itself to politeness because we can just add these adjectives forever onto things. Like, it's, it's not as doable in other languages. We can just say a big, fat, supple-looking leopard. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I have so much about that specific topic, Nate, that we need to talk about. Uh, okay, well, if we're going to talk no, about no, this... No, 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 no. Don't plug our social media. Just let it go. No, no, don't plug it. Don't. Listen, if people want to find us, they'll find us. They'll go to wnttpodcast.com find all our links there they could always hit up our twitter at wntt1 or our facebook at we need to talk show podcastnh.com all the places they know they don't need to hear it i mean what if they want to go to like our patreon are they gonna just like go to patreon.com and type in like we need to talk or something i mean that would be a way that most people would do it they could also just go into google they could go to listen notes they could go anywhere you're gonna find us i'm not worried about it so we don't need to promote that the way that we always do i think it's kind of redundant you're already listening you've already done all the legwork now just tell somebody yeah but how are they gonna find our like new t-shirt that we have with like the hot dog (laughs) on our facebook page nate now you're really pushing it you can also go to tinyurl.com backslash wntt merch that should take you there as well now that we've officially done all of our <laughs> plugs that we were trying to avoid in the whole first place. I mean, you're trying to avoid it. I wasn't. I know, Nane. We need to talk. Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Courtney. And we'd like to introduce you to Damn You Diary. A podcast that chronicles our epic attempts to squash bad karma. And tell you stories of our seemingly mundane lives. You can find us at podcastnh.com. Or on our website at damnyoudiary.com. Cheers. Cheers.